Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to be discussing the newest swear word that we all need to stop using because we are using it way too much. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present, and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. So I know what most of you are thinking, you think, oh, pageant girls don't swear. We're not really known. We don't have, our reputation isn't really for being a very sweary community, is it? But I tell you what, I hear this word all the time um, and I, I feel like I literally have an allergic reaction to it and it's the word busy and how often do we say it we say it to ourselves we say it to our friends we say it to our um our teachers or our co-workers or our bosses or our family like busy 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 and we seem to use it as society nowadays it's this brand of honor this badge of honor um that we are busy oh, I'm just so busy like like our success is measured in busyness. Um, and this is a conversation I have in entrepreneurial circles as well. It is a conversation I have with my clients a lot with my work. Um, and for me, I feel like the only way to now brand it is that it's a swear word. It's a word that should only come out when last ditch attempt, like we can't possibly find another word that fits it. Um, and I took on a little bit of a challenge with myself and my partner and I did a couple of years ago where we found we were using this word so much, but we were both going, oh, he said he's busy and I, I don't know if there's something I can help with and vice versa. And we did a little challenge. Every time we went to try and say busy or every time we said busy, we corrected ourselves and we either used the word productive or overwhelmed. Um, so I'm Instead of saying, oh, I'm just really busy, like, oh, I'm just really productive. I'm just getting loads done. Um, I, if, if we hadn't seen each other very much, I'd be like, oh, I'm just really productive at the moment. I'm getting loads done. I've got loads of things coming in. They're coming in and I'm getting them done and turned around and out again. Um, and sometimes it's like I'm being really productive right now because I want to have next week off for my birthday or my daughter's birthday or something. Um, but the same with overwhelmed, using overwhelmed instead of saying, oh, I'm busy, I'm just so busy. Um, I'm overwhelmed. I've got too much on my plate please help me either do some of the stuff or like, let's have a conversation. How can I get rid of some of the stuff? Um, so that would definitely be one of my biggest tips. If you're using the word busy a lot um, is to make that step. So you start distinguishing between the two. And um, the next tip that I want to talk about is understanding why you are using the word busy. Um, from a, not to sound like a mini Mona, I do get a lot of people use it when um, they're actually just been unprofessional or disorganized. Um, I get this with lots of work-related things. Um, people don't show up to appointments or they've messaged to like book in with me and they actually want a favor from me. Uh, and then they'd be like, oh, I'm just so busy when they muck me about. Um, and it comes off very unprofessional um so if you are if you have a business or you are trying to get 
um, really good appearances, really good quality appearances, uh, blog interviews, um, YouTube interviews, just whacked my hand on my desk for some reason then. Um, if you're trying to get any of those kind of things and you are always using the word busy, um, whether they know it or not, the person you're dealing with is going to have these like red flags going off. Um, if someone uses the word busy with me a lot, I'm very unlikely to offer them opportunities, be it with pageant land or if it's something with work, um, because I'm like, oh, they're too busy. They don't have time for me. Um, so you need to be careful. Have a real think when you are using it. Like I said, try my tip number one, but really understand why are you using it? Are you using it as a band-aid because you're actually not managing your time correctly? Um, or are you using it because you feel like it's this badge of honor that represents success? Because I'm telling you now, truly successful people aren't brand branding themselves busy. Um, for me in the professional world, it is very much a red flag for those that aren't successful. Um, and I don't care how you distinguish success. For me, success is not monetary. Um, so it's actually freedom of time. Um, and a lot of people, they see money as an opportunity for freedom of time, unless they're really materialistic. Um, so it's kind of like, you need to understand truly, I think it's one of those important words, we need to truly understand why we are using it. Um, do we see it as a badge of honor of being like, oh, I'm, look at me, I'm so successful because I'm saying I'm busy all the time. Um, and actually, it's not, it really isn't. It's a, it's a journey to burnout. It's a journey to uh, like poor mental health and overstressed and um, and issues and crashes and all these things. People that I found that have used that word um, as because it links with their definition of success or they see it as a badge of success um, usually end up in some sort of burnout. And I say usually because the only people that I don't know that I've sort of acted like this person uses busy a lot um, that I haven't seen that happen to is because I haven't seen them later on. Like anyone that I've known that I've seen through the journey, and um, if they've said busy too much, quite often I've stepped away from that like professional relationship. So I wouldn't have necessarily seen the end result. That's why I say usually, um, because it's yeah, it's it's very much more often than not. Um, so that's number two is really understand why you are using it. And um, my tip number three links into my second one of the fact that you will be missing out on things that could be beneficial to you as a pageant person, in your career, in your relationships, in any area of your life, if you are using busy way too much. Because like I said, it becomes that big red, burr, 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 this person's way too busy. They don't have time for me. They, or they don't value me. They don't value what I bring to the situation. They don't see worth in what I've got to bring. Um, and that could go two ways. One way is this one is where you're massively missing out on amazing opportunities because people just aren't going to bother coming to you for things. They're not going to offer you the opportunity in the first place. If you are known for being someone that's so busy, they're not going to come to you. And um, so that would be my tip. I've now lost track of what tip I'm <laughs> three. That would be my tip three. Um, my tip four links into that is you could actually be really offending people if you are always saying you're busy, um, particularly when it comes to uh, personal relationships. But I do see this leaning into professional relationships as well. Um, and 
if you are always saying you're busy to someone, they are going to stop wanting to nurture that friendship relationship. Like all relationships take work and effort and it should be work and effort on both parts. Um, so I would also recommend if you're listening to this and you feel like you've got a friend that you are always chasing and every time you're like, oh, I really want to do a phone call with you. And they're like, oh, I'm just always so busy. Um, and they never manage to fit you in like for a phone call or for a meeting up, or whatever it is. Um, you need to really think about if it is worth your time and energy trying to feed in and support this relationship. Um, if they are too busy to make the effort to see you, um, then you it's up to you to really address that. But also from the other side, if you are the person that is always using busy, um, it's obviously it's completely up to you what language you use. It's completely up to you what time you want to give to other people. But you need to comprehend the fact that if you are saying that to your friends or you're saying that to like business relationships a lot, that you are going to be making them feel not worthy of your time. That is like the underlying, that's the the the, blah, 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 uh, the subtext of saying, oh, I'm just so busy at the moment. Um, there are much more productive phrases that can be used that combat both three and four. Um, and like I talked about the two words at the beginning, but you need to say, like, even if you say, oh, sorry, I'm just so busy, you can correct yourself afterwards and undo the damage. As long as you're pretty quick with it, you can correct the damage um, that that word does do uh, with things like, I haven't got, I haven't got time in my schedule this month. Could you circle back to me next month? Um, I think this would be so, so amazing. Um, I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed at the moment or um, I'm working on a really important project right now. Um, like get people to understand what, you're busy, what you're using, for me, I kind of picture um, the word busy as a plaster that you stick over the top of things. Explain to them what you're sticking it over the top of. Therefore, people can be much more understanding, they can sympathise or they can help come up with a better solution. Say, oh, I'd love to do this, but um, in so, so I need an example. Uh, I go to someone and I say, would you like to do a blog feature as a guest expert for this, this and this? Um, if you're looking and you're thinking, I would love to do that, but I've got loads on, don't come back and say you're really busy right now. Come back and say, oh, what would the deadline be? When would you need it by? Understand the parameters of the thing first. So I come back and I say, well, um, I've got a slot uh, next week, but I would need it by Friday this week, or I've got a slot in three months time um, and I would need it by two months time, for example. And you can then come back and say, I won't get it done for this one. Could I have the slot for in three months time? And I'll get it to you within two months time. You then schedule it in your diary so that you don't forget. You put all the reminders in. Um, I cannot emphasize highly enough with pageant girls um, particularly and time management is often a lot of people, a lot of the opportunities are being given to you um, are people that are doing it for free. And therefore you should always be making sure uh, that, you are engaged in following up, in chasing up, in reminding yourself. Don't expect loads of reminders for that interview that you've booked, um, when the, particularly when the person runs the thing for free. It depends. Like We try um, with the podcast booking system, uh, with how Dion books the lives. Um, they are automatic reminder emails set up. 
um, but not everyone has that in place. Um, so you need to take responsibility. If you agree to do something, even if you think you're doing someone else a favor by doing it, um, you need to take responsibility for setting alarms in your diary, putting it in your calendar, scheduling in the time that you are going to do that thing um, and do the prep work for that thing as well. Um, so that would be the thing. If you find yourself thinking, this is a great opportunity, but my automatic go-to response is I'm just so busy, find out the actual deadline, see if there's an alternative. Um, with me, so I usually give my ideal so if someone comes, if I come to someone or someone comes to me um, and they want to do, uh, think of thing, they want to do a podcast, um, they want me to be guest on their podcast, I will go to them with my idea. I'll be like, this month's a bit manic, my kids start school soon, whatever it might be. Um, ideally, we would be doing this in November. Does that work for you? And they come back and they say, oh, because of the topic content, I really wanted to bring it out in October. And so I'd go back and like look at my work backwards from my ideal and be like, yeah, I can make October work. Um, here's some date options. So if someone asks you to start, start with your ideal, like there's no point in giving them like 12 different options and some you can just about scrape together, like give them your ideal. Um, I also am now getting better at making it clear with people that I am giving them my ideal. There are other options I say, this is my ideal. There are other options, but let's start here and trying to get things scheduled in. The other side of this is someone brings an opportunity to you and you just, it's just not right for you. If you just say, oh, I'm busy and you fob them off, what you risk is, uh, one, them feeling a bit pants about themselves, um, but two, them not coming back to you with something that actually would have been your jam and would have been better. Um, so, for example, I quite often get messaged with people asking me to do a blog for their new blog. I don't really like writing a huge amount. Like, it has to come to me quite spontaneously. I'm very dyslexic. It's very stressful writing things. Um but also I'm very aware that often blogs, people post blogs and then it goes nowhere. And particularly if someone's starting out with their blog, often I will say, um, I don't have the availability at the moment. Can you circle back to me in a couple of months time? Um, because I want to see where the blog is going. If it's out and out, not right for me. Um, so sometimes people come to me and they want me to guest or speak or run a workshop for something. And there isn't there isn't enough of a benefit. Now, this sounds bad, and this is like a whole other podcast in itself. There isn't enough benefit for me doing it. And that's not always a selfish thing. And I want to make that very clear. Saying no is not always a negative. It's not always a selfish thing. One, you are protecting your time. Two, you are protecting your energy. You're often protecting your finances if it's going to something physical. There needs to be some benefit for you. And for me, benefit can sometimes include feeling like I really can serve the audience that they want me to come and serve. If I feel like it's an audience that really won't benefit or listen to my message, uh, for example, it could be mums that have only got really teeny tiny babies and they're just in that like fight or flight pit of newbornness. I, they are not in the right stage of motherhood to hear what I've got to say. Like they do not need what I've got to say. So I might say, if you have an older mum age group, or maybe we could focus it on mums of toddlers and above or preschoolers and above, for example. Um... There is nothing wrong with me saying that I can't serve that audience. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I could really serve the audience, but it's really far travel. It's a huge time commitment. It's in the middle of the school holiday. So I'd have to sort of childcare for my daughter. Like I need to weigh it all up. And um, what 
what balances the scales for you and what balances the scales for me and the next person, the next person is going to be very, very different. Um, with Pageantland, um, serving the community, supporting our aim. Um, if there is like some financial balancing out, so can we have a table where we sell our products? Um, for example, with Miss Eco, we had Miss Eco branded bottles um, that kind of counterbalance the time and me paying for the hotel and travel and sorting out childcare and all these things. Like they need to be balanced. Um, it's not in life always going to be, here's my time and here's my money. Um, here's the money that you're going to pay me for my time like that is um, one within an industry where there is a lot of um, like people giving their time for free and a lot of volunteer work and stuff like that that's not how things work um, but it's the same with when you're booking appearances if you say yes to an appearance that isn't quite right for you that maybe is going to cause you a lot of stress and a lot of hassle what you actually might be missing out on is like the perfect appearance that you could have said yes to so it is a whole I feel like I've talked about this in episodes before like no is not a bad word um and particularly if it's saving you from saying the new newest swear word on the block busy um I would highly recommend like considering saying no this one isn't right for me but please come back to me in the future with something if something else pops up um don't be afraid to say that. So you've got the offer of asking them to negotiate on when and deadlines, or you've got the option of saying no, um, but please come back to me for something in the future. Um, the other one is more internal, is if you really want to do it, is actually making the time, you really want to do it now and they can't negotiate on the actual time frame of the thing, is seriously looking at everything else that you're doing, are there things that you can juggle, are there other things that you can move back? Um, and this is where I talk about time management within pageantry so much. I get asked very regularly, what is the number one thing I think a queen needs? And it is good time management. Um, it's something I talk about in both of the coaching programs that I do um, with pageant game plan and purpose from pageantry. Um, it's something that I talk about just in general conversations with a lot of pageant girls, um, particularly within pageant and fitness. It's the most common thing I hear within the health and fitness industry is I don't have time. Um, and that's how I lent into teaching a lot of time management strategies. My original career was a wedding and event planner. You need to be able to manage your time well. I was running 60 weddings a year plus private dining and like birthday events and things like that on top of it I needed to be good at time management to be able to do that um I now uh, run two brands one by myself one is part of the team of pageant and um I have my four-year-old I train six days a week I'm usually training for some sort of charity um fitness event on top of that um and if anyone's been to my house they will tell you that I like a clean neat tidy decluttered organized house and that doesn't magically happen I work my butt off for it um and it is all in the time management. It's all in the organisation and the time management. And you do have to invest time to gain time. So um, there is some actual quote around you for every 10 minutes of time management you invest, you gain an hour or something, or you gain like three hours. I feel like 10 minutes gains me at least four or five hours um, in planning and making sure I'm actually getting done the important things. Um, so if you are thinking, I keep getting all these amazing opportunities, I can't, they're not things that I can reschedule, then you really, really need to consider um, your time management, where your priorities lie, what you're doing with things. Um, I hope this has really inspired you to stop using the word busy. Um, I recap a couple of reasons. It makes you look unprofessional. You're missing out on opportunities. You could be offending people. Um, and I just, 
it's such a slang word. It's such a slapdash word now. Um, and I think that the for me, what I have witnessed over the last um, five or six years particularly is it is this badge of honour that people use to demonstrate their level of success. And the emperor has no clothes is the phrase that springs to mind. If you don't know what I'm talking about that, please Google it. Um, the emperor has no clothes is what I feel like when I hear the word be busy being overused. So be very careful because people won't say it to your face. But if you are using that word too much, these are all the things that are consciously or subconsciously going on inside their brain. Um, I really hope this episode has helped you, has sparked lots of thoughts and ideas, different phrases that you can use to make sure that you are not missing out on things, that you're not like offending people, that you are helping grow strong, amazing relationships, be it personal or professional. Um, I definitely want to do more time management things. Um, but if you are struggling to really have your focus within your pageantry, be it that you are new to it and you're not sure what you're doing, or, that you're, or you are ready to really up your game, then make sure you are getting in touch and applying for one of the coaching programs. You can do that at www.pageantlandcoaching.com. Um, any questions, please hit me up. Uh, we often turn questions into podcast episodes as well. Um, it sparks ideas for podcast episodes as well. We will be finishing up season six fairly soon. So I think we've got about six episodes left after this one. Um, and then season seven is going to be all about different systems. Some of you may have seen we've been doing Instagram lives with directors. We will be turning those into podcast episodes. And season seven will be about highlighting all these different systems. So if your system, if you haven't seen your system being featured yet, they need to be a UK based or a UK based contracted system so they can be an international that's based in the UK um, or they can be a UK European that's based in the UK um, contracted system um, that has been running for at least two I think it's right at least two <laughs> contact me because I can't remember I'm drawing a blank and I've got to go cook dinner um at least two years it's got to be running for at least two years with covid one of those can have been virtual so if for some reason one of your finals had to be virtual that counts that still counts um but as long as you've done two and um, then um that counts as a proper like contractor system and we are doing um these really cool interviews with the directors and then we'll be turning those into podcasts for season seven um which will be fabulous. Like it's really lovely to hear from the directors and we've had some absolutely incredible ones um, that we just got some like absolutely amazing feedback from. So I think it's really nice to highlight the amazing directors and all the work that they are doing in the background. And if you are a director listening to this, please get in touch and get yours booked in. Uh, Chenille is doing those. So I have to redo the intro outro for the podcast for season seven. Um, and also I'm hoping that we will have more of the Pageantland team um, popping in and doing um, guest interviews or doing their own podcast episodes in the future. Um, because pageantry isn't just my voice. Pageantland isn't just my voice. Um, I research as much as possible and try and bring guests on as much as possible um but I think it'd be really nice to have some different hosts um so that you are hearing it literally from other people um from time to time as well um have an amazing day and I shall see you soon
Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.